Phil, that was Bruce McGraw. Um, very interesting. I mean, more and more we're getting people that are connecting spirituality to the world we live in. And I think one of those uh, aspects of the world we live in that is most critical to spirituality is the environment and the world we live in. And yes. uh, climate change is really bringing that to the forefront because we can talk about politics, we can talk about uh, economics, we can talk about this, that, and whatever. But uh, climactically, if we're not in spiritual tune with the world we live in, we will be no more. So, yes, uh, and then and then to do that, we got to, <coughs> you know, it, it reverberates back into politics and con and yeah. economics and all the other stuff. I mean, there's still a whole bunch of people out there who think climate change is not real. Right. <coughs> and and then, uh, that's why what he said about, you know, we need to change the worldview. That's what we need to do. Now, how you change the worldview, uh, it's incremental. Maybe, maybe you hit a critical mass and then it's changed, but I think it takes time. And uh, I don't know how much time we have in terms of climate change. Yeah. And, and, and it's, you know, he, he's going deep into how human beings see themselves and the universe. <coughs> and there's enough, uh, you know, difference in, you know, how sort of like even just in America, biblically based people who take the Bible literally and think, you know, science is a threat. I don't know how you get over that because the biblical creation story, if you look at it one way, is all about exploiting the, you know, natural environment. I, I, I mean, that point about the animals, uh, everything else is here to serve us. Yeah. Really, uh, if, we, if we don't have a compatible relationship, the ecosystem gets disrupted and imbalanced and it's all gone. I mean, I was talking about small spiritual experiences. I was walking through a wooded area recently and I was thinking to myself, None of these living things sort of disrupt and, and uh, do harm to other living things like human beings. The great white apes, that's what we are, could come forward, uh, you know, several hundreds of thousands of years, a couple of million years, and, and uh, we're troubled. And by the way, I, said, I mentioned dinosaurs. Dinosaurs were around for millions of years, yeah. much longer than we have, and they were gone. No reason we have to stay around. No, but on the other hand, you know, animals do eat each other. And uh, compete with each other for eating yes. and all the rest. So, but but it is done in such a way that a balance is maintained. Yeah, yes, I mean, you know, it's not all a Disney movie. <coughs> but they don't do. They don't seem to do acts of cruelty just to do acts of cruelty. It's all about survival. And, they're, they're and more into organic uh, living and yeah, um, and but their you messes know, are all biodegradable. While you have people in in the religious communities in the west who uh, adhere to this sort of literal bible thing and we're here to exploit the environment which then in turn gets exploited by people like the fossil fuel people who you know a, a exploit that whole thing you also have religious people christians jews muslims i'm talking western religion now who see the universe as sacred and, and uh, something to be protected and to be in harmony with. So it's not just a, a story from a religion that leads to certain behavior. It's a matter of consciousness and how people read those stories and what they make of it. You know, it's like, you know, India 
I, you know, I go to India a lot, and the 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 Vedic stories are all about harmony and and living in you know with the natural environment and nonviolence and everything. At the same time, you know, India has its own problems with polluted pollution and you know and industry and uh, everything else. So. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it's really complicated. I guess you could you could make an argument that the only real way to correct, stop climate change, and create a harmonious um, relationship between human beings and the environment is to make changes on a deep spiritual level, and that doesn't mean an adherence to a person could be agnostic, they could be an atheist, and still be able to do that. It's just yeah. the, the, the harmony, the balance. I, I think indigenous cultures, the little I know about Native American uh, religions and, and culture, uh, they saw the uh, environment they lived in as something that had to be cherished and worked with. And yes. and Even in their hunt of the buffalo, as, yeah. as I've read about it, it was, you know, we're not going to go wipe out all of them. We have to think generations ahead. I remember back in, I was in college, and, you know, I grew up in New York. Nature to me was, you know, you had to walk about Central a park. mile to go to the park. Yeah. You know, well, you know, in, in Brooklyn, Prospect, it was Prospect. different parks. Yeah. You know, oh, look, there are trees. You know, and I, you know, my cousin lived in a suburban tract house and he had a lawn. To me, that was, you know, country living. That was nature. You know. <laughs> but, I, I lived in, I was in, born in Jersey City. I thought... <laughs> that was the suburbs until I went to the suburbs. Right. And I thought, right. holy, what's this? So, People so, live like this? Yeah. But then I, didn't like it. Yeah, I remember suburbs. being in college and I went to school in New York. So to me, you know, everything was cement and buildings and everything. And and then I, I read, um, I forget the name of the book, but it was all about the Bushmen of the Kalahari Desert, uh, an anthropological uh, study of the Bushmen living as close to nature as primitive, what we think of as primitive. And I remember my mind being blown that this was a pre-literate culture. And they were reading the the stars and they would cook. They would time their cooking to the movement of the stars. I never forget that. And they were so in tune with nature every little piece of nature was used for it had purpose it was not waste there was no waste and that was the beginning of of a, of a an expanded awareness to me and i'm sure the other people in the class may not have had the same experience and they, right, right. to them they and, were just reading know, something exotic and and actually one one of the problems the problems we have now date back you know it, it didn't just start but it, you know Human beings have been around a couple of million years, uh, Homo sapiens, say, a couple hundred thousand years, but it's just really in the t- last 10,000 years that we have agriculture. What, what, when agriculture happened, that's when people started sell, say, living in communities that were no longer hunters and gatherers, and that's when I think people started losing more and more contact with the natural environment, electricity, all these things play into it. We're not ready to give that up. That's not going to happen unless no. it has to happen. No, look, and, I, uh, but but really that we become very abstracted from the world we live in. My wife Nobody and I are looking for. A, we're we're shopping for new cars right now. 
And and we're about to get a car that's all electric. And I I feel very good about that. I you know the thought of never using gas again, living in L.A. is is you know makes me feel terrific. And there's a lot of people doing that. So that's a hopeful thing. But then I think about it and I think it's still a car, and they had to get all these raw materials. By, you know, so I won't be polluting the environment, but to build a car, you have to, you know, dig up the earth and people are being exploited for their labor. And, you know, how many, how many people think like that? And and I know, but, but I think of all the fossil fuel that went into a car that's not using fossil fuels. So, you know, but it, so life gets very complicated and we're not, we're not about to give it up. I'm not going to give up owning a car or having a computer with all of its plastic parts and everything. So we want to be in the modern world, but uh, you know, at the same time, we have to, you know, have a sense, as he put it, as Bruce put it, that this is all sacred, and you you have a different attitude toward nature when you when you see it as sacred. Right, right. And it's been look, look, it's been a very rough time. I mean, we one of the things the America has done that was a good thing was that they set aside large acreage, large tracts of, of land and made them national parks, state parks. Yes. Now they're being intruded upon. Yes. There are those folks that would like, oh, what do we need that for? We can, we can pull more oil out of that. We can uh, do developments and all. Uh, there has to be a, a deep spiritual recognition yeah. There's some value to that land and leaving it alone and oh, letting, man. you know, and it's just, and there are some people that absolutely don't get that or they don't want to get that. And that's I frightening. I know. I, I just remember, uh, you know, it's another sacred memory to me getting out of New York for the first time and going out to driving across the country and seeing the vast you know, the Rocky Mountains and Yosemite and, and all this. And it, it, it's precious. It, it's elevating to, to have access to that. Just, you know, going to a, a hiking trail and, you know, people just want to ride their uh, mountain bikes or something. But anyway, we'll move on, Dennis. We will stay positive. The new year, we, this is being... Uh... Recorded uh, this mid-December 2020, and uh, more uh, optimism for the new year. We hope, right? Yes, we do. I, this has been the craziest year of, in of my all. memory, and you know, there's reason to be optimistic for the future, and uh, we'll we'll carry on with spirit matters and, and into and the few, new year. A few last remarks. One is uh, our uh, archives. I don't know. Close, pushing 280, 300 interviews. We have a lot there, totally free and available to you. But the reason they're free is because we're making them free. And we've come <laughs> to the point where to, we want to stay on the air. Uh, we would like to, we want to thank the people. There are people that have stepped up to the plate and sent in some money and supported us to keep us on the air. We are not a nonprofit. It's not a donation, but you can go to the website and make a contribution spiritmatterstalk.com and there's a red button there push and you know if you if you can't ever afford to give us a dime don't feel guilty keep listening tell your friends yes. about it and, and i want to say afford it, 
help us and you're yeah. helping other people. And, and if you don't have the money or, or to, to pitch in or you don't want to, you have other causes you want to support, that's fine too. But if you have advice for us, or if you have a skill that can help us upgrade and, and uh, reach more people, you know, we need to do all that, which is one of the reasons we need resources. But, um, you know, your intelligence and your expertise is also an asset. So uh, happy holidays. Happy and holidays. if you're listening to this after the holidays, happy new year. <laughs> well done. Okay. Next time.